Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine tingling shows on AE Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Welcome everyone to the It Could Happen Here podcast. My name is St. Andrew and I'll be your host as we talk about politics stuff. With me today is Garrison. Hello. And Christopher. Hello. And Sophie. Hi. (laughs) And today we will be tackling, well rather we'll be taking a trip to the anarchist activism in Latin America with especifismo. But first we need to get into some context here. The first organization to promote the concept of especifismo was the Federación Anarquista Uruguaya, or the FAU, which was founded in 1956 by anarchist militants who embraced the idea of an organization that was specifically anarchist. For those who don't know, uh, not long after 1956, or rather two decades after 1956, um, the U.S. installed a dictatorship in Uruguay that lasted from 1973 to 1985. The FAU survived that dictatorship and went on to establish connections with other South American anarchist revolutionaries. So they helped to support the founding of the Federación Anarquista Gaucha, or FAG. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. The Federación Anarquista Cabocla 
and the Federal Anarchista de Rio de Janeiro, or FERG, in their respective regions of Brazil. And they also helped to found the Argentinian organization known as AUCA, which means rebel. While only coming onto stage in Latin America within the last few decades, the ideas that really make up Especifismo touch on a historic thread that's really run through the anarchist movement internationally since the beginning. Um, it may, as we get into like what Especifismo is and stuff, it may sound very similar to platformism. Are you all familiar with that uh, current? Yeah, I'm, I'm we're familiar with platforms a little bit, but we can probably, uh, I don't know, explain it for the people at 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 home who are not as, uh, who do not spend as much time thinking about uh, right, old, right. old 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 anarchist terms. Right, right, right. So, dear generic listener or viewer or whatever, um, platformism began with a document that was written in 1926 by the former peasant army leader, Nestor Magno, Ida Met, and other militants of the DLO Truda, or Workers' Cause Group. They published a document called Organizational Platform of the Libertarian Communists. And it was written in response to, well, being exiled from the Russian Revolution. Um and having to struggle, really, to find their foot in after the Bolsheviks turned the workers Soviets into instruments of one-party rule. Um, so the power space group, the Dial Truda, they really criticized the anarchist movement for a lack of organization. So they proposed an alternative that is controversial to some anarchists, but it's essentially a general union of anarchists based on anarchist communism, they would strive for theoretical and tactical unity and a focus on class struggle and labor unions. Um, obviously, platformism, like all political ideas, is not a static. You know, the world has progressed significantly in a century. So um, while there is an emphasis on worker struggle and class struggle, um, when you speak to most platformists today, I would say, um, obviously, I don't have stats on that. But I would say most platformers can recognize that, you know, the no war with the class war is a bit reductive. Um, I've also noticed, actually, that platformism has been gaining a bit more popularity lately. I don't know if it's just me and my perception, but I don't know if you've all seen that. I have, I've not seen tons of it here. A lot of the type of anarchism I'm around... Or at least see is 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 not is not in this vein. But most most of the stuff I see is like around um like the kind of like live anarchy type kind of strains um and more in individualists. Um, right, I, right. But that's just I think a very like Pacific Northwest specific thing that the anarchists here just kind of generally trend in that direction. So I'm 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 not sure what the, it's literally like across like this country and other places around the world. Yeah, I know I know I know I've definitely seen it, especially the I think I think it's it's I don't know, almost like it was bigger a few years ago, but back like 2018, 2017 there was yeah. a big uh spike of black rose um yeah, like right. it became a sort of 
serious group for a while. And yeah, and people who like called themselves like anarcho communists or anarcho syndicalists kind of generally swam in this general ocean. Yeah, um, and I, and I, think, I, I, I definitely saw that as a bigger thing in 2018 than now, at least like locally from my area. And I think I, I will say, yeah, the, the the black girls people, a lot of them, like very very specifically, were Sosafisnot based, and a lot of it was based on like people who had like experiences with Sosafisnot in sort of various ways. Right, right, yeah. Because I, I was actually just about to say, I think that Black Rose is more a specifist than platformist. But of course, there is, you know, a lot of overlap between these two currents, right? Um, as for my experience with, like, platformism and stuff, I have seen um, discussions of it happening more. I mean, that's all I can really see that I've seen. Um, I can't be everywhere at once, but at least if discussions are happening, the likelihood of things coming out of it might be a bit increase i guess another current that um has been a part of the anarchist milieu zeitgeist wave whatever uh is organizational dualism which came out of the 1920s italian anarchist movement so they use the term to describe involvements of anarchists both as members of anarchist specific political organizations and also as militants in the labor movement in Spain, the Friends of Duruti group emerged to oppose the gradual reversal, the Spanish Revolution of 1936, and they also em ended up emulating some of the ideas of the platform by criticizing, you know, the CNTFAs, sorry, the CNTFAI's gradual reformism and collaboration with the Republican government. Um, so the Spanish Civil War and stuff, you know, there's a lot of forces at play and I'm not going to get into it now, but it is, I would say as a side note, important to recognize that there is no monolith when it comes to like these sort of civil wars and historical events. Um, you really have to look at things in context and, you know, not try to strip them away from the goings-ons of the time. Also, the Chinese anarchist movement of the 1910s um advocated for similar ideas i'm going to try to pronounce the name of the group hopefully i don't get cancelled <laughs> but it's the um wu sheng fu gong shan jui tong shi ze hui i think which is the society of anarchist communist comrades and yeah they advocated for a lot of similar ideas so there's a lot of different currents around the world influenced by you know the historic conditions the general thread that, you know, anarchists need to get together and work as a unit is, you know, what's thrust in it, right? And especifismo is just a fresh continuation of this thread, of this trend. So, what is a, what is a specifismo exactly? The three key concepts um, that I see emphasized again and again are one, the need for specifically anarchist organization builds around a unity of ideas and praxis. Two, the use of the specifically anarchist organization to theorize and develop strategic, political, and organizing work. And three, active involvement in and building of autonomous and popular social movements, 
which is described as the process of social insertion. So, kind of core to the whole specifist current is, which is rather antithetical to some of the trends that I've seen in the past couple of years, is sort of a rejection of this left unity idea, right? This idea that there can be these this sort of big tent organization that can somehow establish all these different visions simultaneously, right? So a specifist reject the idea of just unity for unity's sake because they feel it boils down to sort of lowest common denominator kind of wishy-washy politics. They feel that when unity is preferred at all costs, it leaves very little room for unified action or developed political discussion. In fact, in my experience, when you have like a lot of political heterogeneity, um, there tends to be a lot of unproductive drama, for lack of a better word. Obviously, people of different political stripes should work together, um, and there's no like harm in that. But at the same time, when it comes to certain types of organizations, having a sense of ideological unity is, I would say, pretty important as, you know, you don't want to have all these different groups constantly uh, butting heads for all these different visions. You know, you want to have at least some sense that we're moving in sync, right? So you're not going to have some people who are trying to establish social democracy and some people who are trying to get like this worker state, quote unquote, or, you know, people who just want, I don't know, like a higher minimum wage, right? I mean, everyone's on a different stage of their political journey, but what specifists try to emphasize is that while we can work within these larger social movements, um, it's important that anarchists specifically come together to try to shape those movements in an organized way. And I'll explain, because it kind of sounds a bit like vanguardism for some people. This idea that, you know, these, this cabal of, like, revolutionaries are trying to, like, manipulate things behind the scenes. But um, really what specifists argue is that anarchists need a space. They need a space for, like, common strategy and reflection and collective responsibility and, you know, a place to discuss plans and build trust and share analysis and, you know, put together short and long-term goals, all that jazz. Um, so while the specifists do reach out to and work with social movements, regardless of whether they fit this quote-unquote anarchist purity test, um, and I say that with my tongue planted firmly in cheek, of course, <laughs> um, they want to make sure that they can serve still as an active minority so that these movements aren't diluted. And so I notice I'm like throwing out a lot of different words and phrases and ideas, um, you know, things like ideological unity and the need for sort of a consensus within the group. Um, and speaking of, I've spoken about consensus on my channel before, so I have a breakdown on it that people can check out if they'd like. Um, I also spoke of unified strategy, right? So you're not just joking around. You actually have a mapped out sort of strategy. 
Like, for example, Black socialists in America, they aren't like a specifically a specifist org, to my knowledge. But you can see um, that they have like a unified, like clearly laid out strategy. And they're making moves to make, to like achieve it. And they're very public about those moves. Right. Um, I also want to emphasize, of course, in a specifismo, the whole idea of this active minority. You know, it's not just a bunch of like, it's not like a passive book club, right? And a specifist group is a group of people who are passionate about, you know, this cause. Um, and obviously passionate people have this habit of biting off more, they can, more than they can chew, right? So what I would advise like a specifist and a specifist engagement adjacent groups and really just organizations in general is that keep your size in mind keep achievable goals within sight because if you don't you know it's very easy to burn out very quickly you know um with the specifist groups it's important that they understand their responsibility but also that they understand their limits Lastly, and very importantly, social insertion, I think, is one of the most important parts of specifismo. And I think even if you don't take anything away from, like, specifismo, you at the very least, like, implement social insertion or at least concepts within social insertion into your organizing, right? Because obviously, um, anarchists are kind of few in number. But what social insertion tries to point out, I guess, or tries to develop within a movement is this awareness that the people who are making these moves, who are organizing and whatnot, that they don't relinquish their power to like other um, figures or forces or parties or whatever the case may be, right? Um, social insertion stems from the belief that the oppressed are the most revolutionary sector of society and the seed of future revolutionary transformation of society lies already in these classes and social groupings. So it doesn't mean, social insertion doesn't mean like acting within single issue advocacy campaigns or, you know, like trying to take over um, people's existing struggles. It means getting involved in daily fights and daily struggles for people to better their own conditions. It means, you know, connecting with workers, connecting with immigrants, connecting across neighborhoods, um, working towards racial liberation, working within student struggles and tenant struggles. As people are like part of these struggles, they become conscious of their place in society, right? And part of our role is to try to develop that consciousness. So as people are tempered and tested and recreated, they see their position in the, what's what I'm looking for? In the pecking order, right? They see that there are forces at play that are keeping them down. There are structures at play that are keeping them down. And they change from just being like social classes to being active social forces. So they're brought together by organic methods and by self-organized cohesion. What you'll notice with the popular movements, like, for example, Black Lives Matter, 
is that they, unlike what some conservatives might assume, the Black Lives Matter organization wasn't the one like pulling the strings. You know, yeah. like the official group wasn't there, you know, telling people, okay, march here, burn that, riot here, move that. You know, it's like the people themselves came together and, you know, really expressed their desire for change. And so really, as they become self-conscious actors, aware of their power, of their voice, of their nemesis, which is the ruling elites that control the social order, specifists try to keep that thrust, right? What specifists argue is that essentially there's an anarchist undercurrent to popular social movements that should be preserved and maintained and cultivated, right? With popular movements, um, they're very quickly co-opted by impositions of leadership or by, you know, academic elites or by political parties. But specifists aren't there to try, try to make groups identify as anarchist, right? They're there to just maintain that thrust, to be self-organized and to fight for their own interests. Because ultimately, that's our natural impulse as humans. You know, it's really the propaganda that tells us, you know, um, like, you have to go through these proper channels. You know, you have to vote with your dollar or, you know, vote for these politicians or whatever the case may be. Canvas and all these different things. Call up your representatives. You know, the natural thrust of a person is not to, like, relinquished control of themselves, you know, is to try to maintain that. Um, and so specifists try to push against the propaganda that keeps us from maintaining that, to push against the cooptation that strips that from us. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender-inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit-tested for all-day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. So, do any sort of automatic critiques of Especifismo come to mind for you all? I'm not sure about, like, critiques per se. We need to, like, think about it more. But a, a few things, like, come to mind around... So, like, you talked a bit about, like, the difference between, like, left unity and creating, like, an anarchist unity. Um and for people at home, I would like to maybe extrapolate why those are different things. I know you have a good video on left unity already, but like in terms of trying to like, you know, if, if one of the goals being creating like an anarchist organization that kind of unifies different anarchists, how that is a different type of unity than just left unity in general. Um, I think that might be a, a point of clarification. And then the the other thing I was wondering about is like, how does this intersect in terms of like individual goals versus like group goals or like organizational goals? And so like because like there's a was a back and forth between like personal autonomy and then you know these type of social movements that kind of almost gain their own thrust. Right, right. Yeah, so to the point about the difference between left unity and anarchist unity. Um, well, obviously, anarchists are also fairly heterogeneous. Um, I think our general thrust for self-determination and autonomy and that kind of thing is what brings us together, you know? Uh, the difference between, like, say, anarchist unity, where there are definitely some, I would say, key disagreements within the milieu, and left unity is that I feel there are some extremely incompatible factors that prevent left unity from being viable. Yeah. You know, uh, when there's this thrust among significant segments, I mean, really, every non-libertarian segment of, you know, the quote-unquote left to funnel our popular energy towards state institutions, whether it be through insurrectionary social democracy or reformist social democracy in the case of MLS and SOC Dems, respectively. Um, I think that that really keeps us from really working together on anything more than small goals and small projects. I mean, we've really seen the whole left unity idea fall apart, you know, through wars and through even just like what should be discussions between people, you know, like the first international literally split because of the differences between, 
you know, the so-called left currents, you know, between the anarchists and the other socialists. So left unity is not something that I aim to achieve. I think most people know that about me by now. Um, but with regards to like anarchist unity and of course the differences between anarchists, I think the general thrust to maintain the autonomy and self-determination of the people and of the social movements that we are inserting ourselves in is what really glues us together. And of course, that alone, I don't know if that's enough to maintain in a specifist organization because, you know, like I noted, a specifist try to um, develop deeper level, you know, strategies and theoretical discussion and that kind of thing. And so with those sort of discussions, you know, you're going to see a lot more of the distinctions bearing out. But at the very least, um, I think anarchists generally could benefit from a degree of at least unity in the sense of maintaining or solidarity in the sense of maintaining the libertarian thrust of popular movement. As for the other thing that you had um, noted about the sort of friction between individual goals and organizational goals, you know, between autonomy and sort of how social movements end up taking on like an energy of their own. Um, to be quite honest, I don't think I have like a fully developed answer for that. Yeah. Um, because on the one hand, a social movement that forgets that it is about, you know, liberation of individuals is, you know, in my view, a social movement that's quickly going to end up turning against the people who are, you know, fueling it. At the same time, I've interacted with like a lot of people who are pretty selfish or pretty egotistical sure. or just argumentative for the sake of it. Sorry, Sophie, you're going to say something? Yeah, I was just like, the thing that keeps popping up into my head is, you know, one of the things that gets uh, misconstrued all the time is who's calling the shots? And I kind of feel like what you're saying is everybody, in a way. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that, like... Which is good it's sometimes, but not good other times, obviously. Exactly. Yeah. Because I think it's it's very easy to fall into this sort of um, almost reactionary, I like island mentality. Not island mentality is in Caribbean. Island mentality is in person is as an island, right? Yeah. Around like autonomy and you know personal freedom. You know, like this right wing idea that you know don't step my property. You know that kind of thing. Just let people do whatever. It's kind of like more so anarcho-capitalist conception of yeah. what, like, freedom and autonomy is. But I think an important part of autonomy and, you know, freedom and the anarchist project is, you know, accountability and is, you know, like, consequences, like, social consequences and how your actions affect others, you know? Like, what anarchists are able to recognize is that we are not, in fact islands you know our actions our behavior our words affect other people and so i think it's going to be a constant project to sort of balance um 
individual personalities and broader goals. But I mean, yeah, it's it's tricky, right? Like you know, we're you're talking about like some kind of you know group organization to work together to kind of you know think of achievable goals and create steps to get there. Um, and I feel among a lot of people who proudly declare themselves anarchists, and at least like, and they're extremely vocal. Like these are like people both like online and in person organizing that are very are very like vocal and, and try to very much like make their place known. We've seen trends away from this direction in terms of like rejecting the idea of goals and demands and just you know, like this this more insurrectionary kind of tendency of just making total destroy for the sake of it. And shout out to Indivisible Committee. Yeah, and, and, and that I mean like I know that like platformism is kind of like it's not like anti-insurrectionary, but it's like it's it 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 definitely critiques that type of insurrectionary trend. Um, so I'm I'm thinking about like you know this idea, and like how with with this kind of general you know decentralized no no demands no goals kind of general kind of direction that like capital A anarchists are are, are doing. How like what's what's maybe some parts of a specifismo that we can actually take into account to be like, hey, maybe there's you know like I I I don't like I don't like being called like any adjective anarchist. I think it's silly. I I, yeah, I, I like yeah, I I, I, I like the part. In, um, I think earlier this year or yeah late last year. Like I just got to the point where I'm an anarchist. You know that's yeah yeah that's I, full I, stop. I, I, I like the part in desert. It's like I, I'm an anarchist of many adjectives. I'm not. I'm not. Right. I'm not exactly. always an insurrectionary. I'm not always a syndicalist. I'm not always a you know blah 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 blah. Um, and I feel like that would be a really useful kind of thing for people to focus on more in terms of yeah, it can be fun to make total destroy, and that is a very base instinct. But it also would be great to like improve people's lives a little bit. Um, yeah, and like, those are know, kind some of building, not just destroying. You know? Yeah, and those are like two, two, two kind of like dueling things. Um, and in terms, that's why I, I do really like like the part of like this type of stuff that is really appealing to me, j- just because I kind of already work on this myself. So I'm like, oh, I'm I'm already doing this. But it's like the um, it is it is like the social ins- the social insertion side of things. I think is something that would be a much a much better way of thinking about you know, like everyone hates talking about optics because yeah, it's frustrating. But I think the social insertion method is a better framework for kind of dealing with some of those same problems. Exactly. Um, exactly. And yeah, and then like you know, we th- th- there is e- even among in- insurrectionaries and all those you know all those types, there still is like a decent amount of like group projects and stuff, and that is I think a, a really good thing to focus on because, but yeah, there's not many anarchists, and it would be cool if there was more. And if we just focus on the parts that make people go. Oh, that's kind of silly and pointless. Then we're not really going to grow anarchism that much. Right. Um, so h- highlighting the parts that are like, oh yeah, you're actually helping people. That's going to convince a lot more people who are kind of already trending in that general g- general direction. And then hey, maybe in a few years they can also be doing silly destruction for fun because it is it is fun sometimes. Um, right. Yeah. That's the <laughs> thing. I, like this, as you mentioned, optics. I'm reminded it's kind of pet peeve I have with some, you know, internet people where they try to treat like ideologies or specifically 
anarchism as like a PR project that we have to like constantly be trying to shift the optics and yeah micromanage like every aspect. Like, no, I think the best remedy for like, because you're not going to match the power of mass media. No. <laughs> what you can do to push back against that sort of propaganda is help people. Yeah. And help people and identify as anarchists as you're helping people. Right? Like that's the easiest and quickest way to dispel people's notions and like conceptions of what an anarchist is. If we were to take like social institution, right? And sort of, uh, I would say distill it a bit and individualize it a bit. Um, I would say that as a practice, you know, just even if you don't know any, any other anarchists in your area, right? Just being there, being in these movements, helping people. And, you know, saying, you know, this is what I believe. Um, just talking to people about what you believe as a person, as you're helping them. You know, that goes a long way, much longer than any, you know, poster um, campaign or like wheat pasting initiative or artwork, um, you know, wall art or whatever, you know, like actively helping people. Of course, wall art has its place and... Um, I dabble a bit myself, but you know, it's um, it's not. It's ultimately like talking to people and helping people and being there for people and being honest about your intentions. Yeah, that I think, you know, we should be working towards. And I think those types of projects are something that the specificismo model like excels at in terms of like creating like a unity of anarchists who get like who have like a goal in mind and then go out to achieve the goal helping people like doing like doing like like du- like direct directly helping people is something that that type of organization model is kind of the best at um exactly because you can yeah really like organize things much better with a small group like that and create goals that are actually very achievable whether it be you know building a community kitchen or building you know heating centers for like for the winter like under under bridges or, or whatever you know all those types of starting community gardens all those kinds of things are i think what this type of model really excels at and yeah you don't need to yeah. change your ideology to this one word because that's that's silly but you can pick up different parts of it and be like yeah that actually seems like a useful way of improving like yeah the world a we don't want bit. you know a politician just ruling here and co-opt our project you know like just basic things like that you know um, and then from there, you know, as you are talking with people and meeting people who are passionate about issues in these social movements, you know, not only does it keep you from developing this sort of um, terminally online, um, in-group kind of mentality, it also opens up opportunities to you to develop your, and this is on the topic of like the individualist social institution. Prints or presents opportunities for you to develop your own, I don't know, like book club. And then from that book club could come an specificist organization, you know, as you begin to develop your politics and your shared politics, more can come out of it. So don't underestimate, you know, the potential of just putting in the work and talking to people. Yeah. You know, just what, being what? there on the ground. And one of the best things you can do to help stay alive in the while things are heading in the direction that they're heading societally is like making friends and f- forming a friend group and then yeah like actually doing stuff together 
that makes dealing with everything else that's happening so so much better. And hey, remember uh, our old friend Nestor, uh, Nestor Machno uh, started with a book club. So hey, you know, yeah. you, you, <laughs> you, you never know where book clubs can lead. You never exactly, know. Exactly, exactly. There's actually <laughs> this really interesting um, video clip of Murray Bookchin talking about book clubs and like <laughs> the power and potential of book clubs. Um, I don't know if we could probably link that in the show notes, but it's like a really interesting. Yeah, if you send me like, the link, I'll make sure to include tidbit. that. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. So ultimately, specifists believe that social movements will reach their own logic of creating revolution. Not when they all just decide to identify as anarchists and wave the black flag, but when the majority reach a consensus and a consciousness of their power and their ability to exercise their power in their daily lives. So even if they do not adopt anarchism, they still consciously adopt the ideas embedded within it. There are multiple political currents that will exist within any movement. And so it's important that we as anarchists, and I guess specifically as a specifists, 
are there to actively combat the opportunism that come from, you know, these forces from this, whether electoral or vanguardist. Within these social movements as well, we can also help to push them further through, um, you know, pushing for more direct democracy and consensus through federalism and confederating with other social movements through, you know, building up the mutual aid within these movements. Like if you are, for example, part of a mutual aid group in one neighborhood, you can push them to start reaching out with mutual aid groups in other neighborhoods and creating a network of mutual aid groups that can build into something bigger, you know, combining resources and manpower to really push the revolution, you know. Lastly, I will say that for those who are trying to, like, get into the whole Especifismo thing, um, I mean, you could start a new organization from scratch, but... Again, like, easiest thing to do is to just get in there with the people and be honest with the people. And I keep saying the people, even though I have my critiques of this amorphous conception of the people. But the point remains that our goal is to spread our ideas, not to get people on any particular ideology, but to get a liberatory consciousness on the ground and to generalize that consciousness. And for those who are curious about a specifismo in action and social insertion specifically, the Federação Anarquista Gaucha in Brazil has worked with neighborhood committees in urban villages and slums. They've built alliances with rank and file members of the Rural Landless Workers Movement, the MST, and they've also worked with trash and recyclables collectors. Um, Brazil, for those who don't know, has a lot of high levels of temporary uh, and contingent employment, underemployment and unemployment. So the working class isn't how we traditionally conceive it as like just surviving primarily off of wage labor, but it's more so this sort of subsistence work, informal economy, gig economy kind of deal. So being able to connect with these urban trash work collectors, for example, who are part of this sort of economy, the, the FAG has built a strong relationship with them and helped them to form their own national organization to you know, push for their interests and to collectivize their recycling operations. Especifismo has also um, worked with the has also worked in the efforts of the Zabalaza Anarchist Communist Front in South Africa, as they also are strong opponents of social insertion and, you know, really being embedded in these social movements. In Argentina, in Brazil, in South Africa, and in the US, in the case of Black Rose Anarchist Federation, Especifismo has been building as a key point of reference. And so I'll leave us off with a quote from the Yusufront Collective, an anarchist group um, online. If libertarian socialists merely organize with libertarian socialists, then they will lose contact with the broader population they need to be reaching. If libertarian socialists merely join social movements without advocating various libertarian socialist practices that can be used, then social movements can easily drift into being susceptible to reformist, unstrategic, liberal, 
and Leninist tendencies and opportunists. If libertarian socialists merely join social movements and try to spread ideas and practices in mere individual ways, they'll be far less successful than a well-thought-out coordinated effort. And if theoretically specific libertarian socialist groups try to control social movements and popular organizations from the top down, then such specific groups sacrifice their own principles and will reproduce hierarchical organizing. In contrast to authoritarian vanguardist conceptions, specifismo groups and specifists put their activity towards a self-organization of movements and organizations. Ultimately, as I honestly love this quote from Ashanti Alston, power to the people where it stays with the people. Peace. Yes, Andrew, please, please plug your pluggables because they are good and people should in fact listen to them. Right. Thank you. Uh, safety first, of course. I will say that you could follow me on Twitter at underscore St. Drew and on YouTube uh, at St. Andrewism. And you can find me here, apparently, twice a month, Yay. which is pretty great. Shout out to It Could Happen Here. Take care, everyone. Peace again. Peace again. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.